Welcome everybody to the Worst Take Network. Today is Worst Take Wednesday, and we have an interesting topic. Obviously, Rudy Gobert just signed his his I guess it's an extension. So he mm-hmm. just signed an extension, five year deal. And Connor today is going to be talking about why he thinks that this could end up being the very worst deal in NBA history for for the team, not the player, because we all know mm-hmm. the whole Scottie Pippen situation. Opposite of that. Right, but, right. Connor, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself and then give your your opening statements on this on this matter. All righty. Um, my name's Connor. I'm a content contributor for the Worst Take Network. And I think, um, yeah, I think Rudy Gobert's deal that he just inked definitely has potential to be the worst contract ever. Um, I, I mean, I really don't even know how to get into it. Um, I mean, Gobert, look. I just want to preface all this with Gobert is very talented. Um, one of the best bigs in the NBA. I mean, all NBA guy. Um, I mean, what else is there really to say? Honestly, he clearly is one of the best paint protectors alive right now. Um, a big part of the Utah defense and even a big part of the Utah offense. A lot of people kind of like use um, or at least like criticize Gobert um, for his limited offensive game, which is true. But also, I mean, no one sets screens as good as Gobert's. So really, like, he's able to kind of like get the offense moving, and that's such a huge thing for like Mitchell and all of them. But with all of that said, um, I really just I don't have faith that Gobert is going to be worth such a big price tag. Um, he's currently the third highest paid. NBA player, second to Russell Westbrook and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, and look, I like Gobert. I mean, he's an all-NBA level guy, but putting him on the level of two MVPs when he isn't even the best player on his team, is it's just egregious. Like, I, I mean, I understand why Utah has to sign that deal. But for me, I'm just looking at it like we're about to give over $200 million to a guy who A, isn't the best player on the team. Um, and there's already chemistry problems with Mitchell and Gobert that have been reported. Um, I don't necessarily think this extension is going to create any more chemistry problems, but if you're committing that much money to a guy who's already having issues with your biggest star, that's something to like at least be a little bit concerned about going into these next five years. Um and let's see. So, so Connor, one, one thing I want to ask you mm-hmm. is, well, one thing I want to kind of say just, right. just to start. Yeah. If Donovan Mitchell was to leave, I would completely agree with you that this would be, because it would just be like a foolish move. Right. Where right. you're kind of, you're kind of like banking like, okay, he has to stay in this scenario. And you brought right. up that they're, they were almost kind of forced to do the deal. Interestingly right. enough, he is going to be making more money than Anthony Davis, which I just find kind of funny. It's mean, so just, funny. Yeah. It's so weird, and it's just the yeah. way that the NBA contracts kind of play out. Mm-hmm. But man, he he is making a pretty penny. And you brought up yeah. he's he's great on screens. That's kind of where he helps on offense as a defensive player. I think he's the best rim protector in the sport. You mm-hmm. brought up you could also say Anthony Davis. There's a, a couple other guys that you can bring up in that discussion. I still think that he's the best. Uh, he's 28 right now, I believe five year mm-hmm, deal. Right. Uh, 
But the, the main question, and we, we were talking about this right before, the main issue I have with this deal is he is a guy that is fully dependent on his athleticism. Right. If that gives out, that's where it's going to get really ugly because mm-hmm. he's going to, what's his, what is he worth? Like nothing. Yeah. We, we see, we see bigs that, that can't jump or at least can't jump to the extent that NBA centers can NBA superstar mm-hmm. centers and especially paint protectors. Right. That's my big red flag with this whole situation. Right. And, and you kind of talked about that a little bit um, with me just before we hopped on, but that's mm-hmm. where my biggest question mark is. Right. Um, but, but say he doesn't say he doesn't, do you still think it's a really bad deal or, or, or is that something that, is that like your biggest point on, on that kind of like on this topic? Um, I mean, if he stay look, if he stays like completely a hundred percent healthy, um, and just clicks with Donovan Mitchell, like they kind of sort out their chemistry issues, um, and just deliver consistently great basketball like they've been doing, um, but continue to do so. For the next five years, I'm not necessarily going to consider it a bad deal, but I just think there's so many ways this thing could go wrong. And I mean, let's face it, like the Jazz at best are like the fourth best team in the West. So like for them to really even get past the second round with the team that they have right now, um, it's just it's already going to be a long shot with Mitchell and Gobert, which is not to say that they're not talented. It's just to say that like, look, with AD and LeBron with Kawhi and PG and even now like with Jokic and Murray and that whole team like you're going to be facing at least three very formidable contenders for the foreseeable future. I mean they knocked them out last year. Jokic yeah. Murray. Yeah. In, in the first round like that's where it gets it gets it gets tough. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean they're they're definitely not one of the top duos in the I mean they are they're one of the top but they're not one of like the very very elite duos. No, they're not even – I wouldn't even consider them a top-five duo. Like, and you're giving you're giving Gobert not just top-five, you're giving them top-three money in the whole league. That's where it gets crazy. Um, and right. we'll, we'll get into a couple of the older contracts later, but, but one thing I want to kind of bring up with those is a lot of those guys that were signed, they get signed, they either get hurt or their athleticism diminishes. Right. And that's why they are, like, horrendous – all-time awful contracts. Right. That's what I noticed. And when we were just looking through a few of them, like Stoudemire, <clears throat> Stoudemire yeah. was just done. If yeah. Gobert has something like that, then it 100% has the ability to become something like that. Right. Uh, Look, like, let's say that, like, um, Gobert is, like, boxing someone out for a rebound and, like, tears his Achilles or something in the first year of that contract. Like, it's, it's immediately an all-time bad deal. Like, Gobert is, like the bigs in this league are just so physical. Like if you want to be able to get the best of like Embiid, Giannis, like AD, like you're going to have to really put your body on the line, like especially in the playoffs. And like if Gobert's athleticism and like, or any injuries flare up at all, like it's immediately going to look a lot worse when you're having to pay him like 45 million next year. Yeah, no, man. It's, it's definitely one of those up there where you're like, oh, this is a this is a lot of money for a guy that, and and that's why the NBA is so weird with contracts is like, right, they have to give him that deal. Yeah, exactly. And, and teams have to give guys maxes or they leave. But it's right. like, is that guy worth that? No, like, pretty sure the Jazz go. Yeah, no, he's not worth it. 
You know, like they, they don't, I don't think that they're, they're out there going like, oh yeah, Rudy Gobert is worth a five year, $205 million deal. No, they kind of have their, their backs against the wall and they're like, all right, we got to pay this guy else. Our window's gone. My, the thing that right, I always, exactly. the thing that I always hate about it, though, was like, so often we see teams make this deal. When has it, okay. When has it ever worked where you have a combination of, you know, Donovan Mitchell, who, who's a fantastic player. And Rudy, we said Rudy Gobert, Gobert is a fantastic player as well. Yeah. Big but, time. But the guard center combo isn't that great. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe back in the day, but like a guy like, and not like, there's obviously a lot of different like types of players, but the right. defensive center. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the last time a, a duo like that was really like formidable. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I feel like this is probably the biggest, the biggest of like the guard center, like defensive center duo right now in the league. I don't think probably so. I mean, I guess I would consider because Simmons is like technically a point guard, I would consider Embiid and Simmons to be the best, like quote unquote defensive center slash point guard, like duo in the league right now. Um, But even then I personally don't even think Simmons should be a point guard. So I kind of would count maybe Mitchell towards more of that, like true guard and defensive center combo that we would see a lot in like, you know, older basketball, like, you know, like Kobe and Shaq or, you know, Hakeem and Clyde Drexler and guys like that. Um, but yeah, I think I just want to touch up on like one point that you mentioned, which makes, I mean, it kind of justifies the deal for Utah because like they were, they were kind of forced to do this. Like if Gobert leaves, you can't just, you can't just replace Gobert. Like as much as I like to point out his faults, I also have to recognize like, he is immensely talented and you can't just replace someone who's that good. Um, and even though I don't consider him like a top five big in the game, like I recognize that like you, you can't just give up on someone like that. And when he's had like defensive, like defensive player of the years and thus is like eligible for the supermax, like, I mean, Utah has to pay him at least something. Otherwise he's going to leave and somebody, somebody will pay Gobert. Like if he went into free agency next year, like somebody would pony up, like maybe not two hundred million, but someone would give him a big bag, for sure. So Utah, Utah had to do it, and it sucks because it really compromises Utah's cap space with Mitchell and Gobert on these massive deals. And with Gobert, like, like we were saying earlier, like he's already like in his eighth year, like giving someone who, it's just it's just so much money. For someone who's like, if if their athleticism like declines even a little bit, it's just it's an albatross immediately. Like, look at what happened to like John Wall. Like, it's just something. Big deals like this can really just cripple a team if it all goes the wrong way. And and that's why I I feel like not even in just the NBA, but this is brought up in the NFL as well. Right, especially more. Yeah, when you pay a guy, and it's so weird to say like not a top end guy because like I just pulled up Rudy Gobert's basketball reference. Also, Connor, we totally forgot to refer refer to him as the French rejection. But he's an four time all defensive team guy. I think they're yeah. all first teams. Um two time mm-hmm. defensive player of the year, three time all NBA. Yeah. Weird enough with all that stuff. He's a one time all star. A little odd. The West um, is weird. Yeah. 
yeah, but I mean, that's those are amazing statistics yeah. right there. I but, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, like, what's the issue with the Jazz? It's like he's not even their best player. Also, I don't know if you know this, he's not even their highest paid player because they got the Mike Conley deal sitting there too. And and oh, Mike Conley, God. Mike Conley's making thirty four million dollars this year. I mean, look, I, you know I'm a Grizzlies fan. I'll always defend Mike Conley. That deal is rough. Like, Conley is clearly on the other side of his career. I mean, he did not look super good last year, and I'm not – I don't know. I mean, I really want to believe in the Jazz, but it's just, it's tough when they're stuck with these just massive deals. And, like, it's already – it's hard enough to get guys to want to live in Utah. Like – if you're not able to give guys big bags to live in Utah, it, it's just so like I, the Jazz are just so well run. But at the same time, like a player would much rather like sign with a team in a better location who isn't as well run as the Jazz is. I don't know. It's just it's tough. Like the it's I'm just a bit scared, really, for the Jazz. It, like it's, this- it's kind of like the same situation that the Thunder <laughs> always are in. Right, exactly. And we don't have McConnell on to, to shade him today, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's like, oh, this guy, yeah, he's going to leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this guy, oh, yeah, he wants out. Like, every yeah. single dude, it's like, all right, man, like, we just have to trade these guys, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's hard if, if you're Salt Lake City to compete with the L.A.s, the Miamis, the New Yorks. I mean, even though New York right. hasn't even been that great of a destination. But, like, right. the, the, the biggest thing for me with this deal, mm-hmm. um, and, and let's start doing it right now. So I looked up some of the, the worst contracts of the last decade. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go through their names really fast. Okay, go ahead. This is what's up there. Um, this is I think this is for the team that signed the deal. So right. like, you'll see a couple of these names are guys that are still good players. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just go rapid fire. John Wall, Chandler Parsons, Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, Nicholas Batum, Joakim Noah, Luol Deng, Amari Stoudemire, Timothy Mozgov, and Bismack Biombo. So. Ooh. The only guy on there that's like a good player still is Chris Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the issue with that is that he got signed by the Rockets. It it didn't look good for the Rockets. Like that's that's pretty clear. Right. Um John Wall, Chandler Parsons, Joakim Noah, Amari Stoudemire, Luol mm-hmm. Deng. I don't know about it much as Mozgov, but like all those guys, those mm-hmm. are all injury related reasons for why they became up, up on that list. Yeah. You know, like they're not up there because like, well, Chandler Parsons, I don't know if he could play, but, but most of them aren't up there. So they just can't, like they flat out can't play. Some of them are just stupid overpays. Like a lot of them are. Yeah. Wiggins is a stupid overpay. Right. Um, And I feel like this is a much different signing than the Andrew Wiggins or the Nicholas Batum one or the Timothy Mozgov or Bismack Biombo. My God, four years, 72 million doesn't make any sense. (laughs) <laughs> it was bad then and it's even worse now <laughs> <laughs> but like these these deals why, first of all why do some of these teams make these deals i have no idea I, I was talking to you connor like sometimes it makes me feel like i should go do some finances in the nba because it's like dude what the hell were these teams thinking <laughs> it was yeah. all, it was all like the same summer too i think it was the 16 17 the the year in both the, of them yeah well it was, it was the two back-to-back years yeah because for some reason they they thought that the salary cap was going to keep like jumping these crazy amounts. 
Yeah. So they just but, they, they just started giving out money. They were like, "Yo, Mozgov, <laughs> like you were in the NBA Finals, right? Like, we'll we'll give you sixteen million dollars a year." And then he was out of the league in two years. Like, how do you do that? The, the Lakers are still playing, paying Lou Aldang <laughs> <laughs> to stay at home and watch them on League Pass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, but dude, these deals—it's like injury related, injury related, and some of them, like Amari Stoudemire. I think this one. Worst case scenario is like Amari Stoudemire. Very because good comp, yeah. He's a really and, – and they're different players too. Stoudemire wasn't as much of like – they're almost like opposite type of players, like athletic mm-hmm. scoring big opposed to like athletic defensive big where it's like full-on rim protector. And Stoudemire right. was just a fucking no. monster. He, but, was, he was more of a wing than <laughs> Gobert was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I mean, he was technically what, a power forward. He was a power forward, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you have a guy like him and it's like great player – Get signed to the Knicks, and then it's like, oh, he's he has injury problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so a guy like Gobert, who's already this is already his second deal, right? I I just would never want to. Okay, in tw- in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. I would never want to pay a big that much money, especially. Well, look, especially one that like cannot space the floor. As well as like people like AD or Giannis can like, I mean he's just he's just such a much more traditional five, and like we this like I think the game has moved away from small ball, but at the same time like we do have to realize that like if you're a big in this league, we kind need you to be more on the perimeter. We need you to be able to handle the ball a little bit, and Gobert just can't do any of that stuff. Like he really just I don't know. I'm just not for me. It's just not the ideal signing especially since like i mean in my opinion i don't know how you feel do you think that like gobert is really a top five like big in the league right now i mean okay if you just take like you have i think you really have to take into account how much he affects another team's offense right because you see a lot okay you see a lot of guards go into when they play utah mm-hmm. and they struggle a lot right now jamal murray that wasn't the case with him no but he's almost he was almost all like only shooting, you know, like exclusively shooting in that series. At least Much more players. perimeter stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But some of the other guys like Russell, Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. um, a lot of wing players that drive a lot, like yeah. a, like a, you know, like a LeBron. Yeah. Like that's going to, that's not the best matchup for those type of players that want to get inside and want to dominate inside the paint right. and want mm-hmm. to drive and slash. Like a lot of slashes are going to struggle against him. Mm-hmm, he right. is a absolute force inside, mm-hmm. but like I said, that is like almost like one of those those like skills that is all on athleticism, and we we see it so much where it just diminishes, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to slow down. And then now, this is all about being it being potentially the worst contract in the in the league. I think you'd have to have a serious injury for it to be like that, and, and of course we don't want that to happen to to Rudy. Right, but, never, yeah. Yeah, um, but I think what's very likely, the, the most likely scenario, and, t- and tell me if this is kind of what, what you think is the most likely thing to happen, is mm-hmm. I think most likely he looks good the next couple of years. Right. Now, we don't know what's going on with Mitchell, but let's just say Mitchell stays or Mitchell goes, whatever, we're just going to do like solely Rudy. And then, you, then we start to see his athleticism, athleticism diminished. Mm-hmm. And he is not a valuable player. 
And maybe it's the last year of the deal. Maybe right. it's the last two. Maybe it's the last three. But I think any of those three years, any of those amounts, it might be like a rough, rough, like almost like a cap hit. Because it's just like he'll he'll put up, you know, the same amount of points and, you know, around the same rebounds. But he's just not helping his team in the same ways that he usually does. And he's not right. that force down low. Because mm-hmm. – and, and the thing is like, do we think he's going to – this is the big thing. Is he going to develop a perimeter game? No. Absolutely not. There's not a It's too late chance. for that, yeah. If yeah. he was like 20 – see, that's the thing. If he was like 24 and they're like, oh, he's been shooting jumpers, like – he actually right. is like he's developing another a whole other like element to his game. Like that's not gonna happen. And no. if it is, like you don't want Rudy outside in, in at all. You know, like you want him no. going to the basket, setting picks. And on defense, mm-hmm. you want him you want him staying in the middle of paint. Right. You exactly. don't want him out there on a perimeter guy. That's why like guys like Jokic are good against him mm-hmm. because right. he has to go. He they it makes him it forces him out of the paint. And yeah. that's why that's why I think that's why I think the Jazz are almost limited because. He's limited. Yeah. You're he, signing, yeah. You can't sign. Okay, that's the thing. You can't sign a limited player, especially an, a guy that's not going to develop into a non, like a guy that is, like, is, I guess, not limitless because. Right. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You can't sign a guy like that to the third highest contract in the NBA. Right. That's mm-hmm. That's my big thing. But but right. do you think that do you think that I'm like right where like it's gonna be a couple years where it looks really ugly? I think I don't I don't really know. It's it's just so tough for centers to age gracefully, especially defensive centers. Like once it's over, it's kind of over. Like with like Hakeem and David Robinson, like once they lost like that spark, like those last few years were like rough. And I just I fear it's gonna happen to like Rudy Gobert, like um, I really think like that last year of his deal where he's making 45 million, but he's like 12 years deep in the league, like had to go up against like Jokic, LeBron, AD in the playoffs year after year. Like your body's just not going to move the same. That's, like, that's brutal going up against AD and LeBron all the time. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's such a big gamble. And I, like, like I said earlier, I, there's no really good alternative for Utah which is why they like kind of had the and thankfully they didn't give him the supermax. Could they, wait? Could they have given given him even more? Yeah, he was eligible because of the defensive player of the year stuff. He was eligible for the supermax, which would have been five year, two hundred fifty million. Oh god, that'd be that's forty five million dollars more. Wow, that would have been. Yeah, that is that is some premium dollar for a uh, for, for Gobert. A guy who like that's the here's my like my main issue like he's the third highest paid guy and the two highest paid guys are former MVPs like he's up there with like these guys who are you know at one point were considered the most valuable player to have on your team and it's just and Rudy, like Rudy Gobert's never gonna sniff that award no and he's not even the most he's not even the most valuable player on his team yeah Mitchell is like. It's just it's so I don't know what to do. So is Mitchell going to get the same deal as him then when no. it's his turn to get signed? He'll he'll get like what the one eighty or one ninety or whatever it is. Well, the is- here's kind of like the low key issues. He signed an extension too. Though he signed a five year one hundred ninety mil, which okay, is like gotcha. the he, he signed the max like rookie extension. 
because but because Gobert has been in the league longer, he's won the defensive player of the years, he was eligible to make like up to 60 million more. So that that's what kind of that's that's the rough part is that like Gobert is getting paid more than Mitchell, but like they 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 could survive without Gobert. I mean, it would be rough. But if they didn't have Mitchell on that team, I it, it would just be a lot of I mean, that's that's one of those things. Like you look at a lot of guys in, in all sports and you go, "All right, like is this the guy that makes the team tick?" Right. Rudy does in a like he, yes, he does. Definitely but their defense, the, yeah. But who's the guy that really makes them like a lethal team? And, and like even like we're calling them lethal like they haven't really done shit when you when you look at it like Right. They they've been max a second round exit. Yeah, so it's like yeah. So that's that's where it gets tough. It's like, okay, and, and it's not like they're like, even Mitchell. I mean, both of them. They're not like proven superstar. I carry my team in the playoffs. Right. Like, let's look for instance, like Kawhi Leonard's the the Jimmy Butler's. Like those guys right. signed. Like for instance, Jimmy Butler signs with the Heat, and mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily like the best. You know, like I don't know. Hadn't had like the, he doesn't have the finals. Right. Doesn't have that kind of stuff. But, like people recognize that he is a elite, elite player. Right, Where exactly. I think a lot of people look at, at both those two guys, Mitchell and Rudy, and they go, they're a little bit below him. Yeah. And so, yeah. so you're paying him that much, and he's 28? Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, it's just it, – it's a it's the combination of factors. And that's why I feel bad for you. For small market teams, it is just so hard to just like – and they just get put in this situation time and time again where they have to give these just massive contracts to these guys who just ultimately aren't worth it. But because they're not a destination, because it's like Utah, Oklahoma, like Sacramento, they just keep having to give out these monster deals. And it, it ultimately – half the time these players just don't work out. And it's like we're stuck paying them like $35 million a year. But it's because, like, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, I'm sure that that Utah's deep in the luxury tax too. Yeah, like their their owners breaking them off. <laughs> yeah, and they just, I mean, they got a new. That, that's the thing. They got a new owner this past year. Um, and he like, have you heard of uh, like you know what Cal Poly uses for like the coronavirus like, like daily like checkup things? Uh huh. Yeah, he's like the guy who like the company that runs it like. The jazz owner is the one who founded it. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, like Qualtrics, I think. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a he's got a lot of money to spend, but at the same time, it's just like Damn, so he really went in there and said, like, I'm gonna sign Rudy to to two oh two oh five. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give Rudy that bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so, so so let's just to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. What is what would your be I guess like a quick like prediction rundown for Rudy Gobert under this contract and and the Utah Jazz? Oh, I, I was kind of thinking about this today. Like, I don't know. I really I love Mitchell. I'm a, I'm a big Mitchell guy. I really think he's a top fifteen dude. But man, I just don't see him as like they were just they they would just have to have stuff break their way in the play- playoffs. Like they would have to have like some injuries or like some other stuff happen to the opposition for them to really make like a finals run, in my opinion. I just don't think by like talent alone, like it's gonna come together for them like that. Um, so my my prediction is really like 
I think their I think their ceiling as a team right now is like conference finals. And even then, like realistically, I kind of see them as more of like a second round exit. I mean, we saw the Nuggets beat them last year. Yeah. I think Just that we both now. agree. I think we both agree that the Lakers and the Clippers are better groups. Yeah. Um yeah. The, and the Clippers lost the Nuggets too, but like the Clippers, you know, they blew the three one lead. Right. Um, I still think that, like, I think most people would agree that they're probably more talented than the Nuggets, but I mean, talent isn't everything, but like, that's three right. teams that are more talented than them. Then you have the Warriors, and they're missing Clay. They're just missing Clay for this year, though. Wiseman's right. going to get better. Maybe Wiggins figures it out. Like, there's a lot of factors there. Like, maybe they're better than the Warriors this year, but right. I don't know about next year. Yeah. So, and you look at you look at their top guys, um, and just I'll just go down the roster. Like this is by pay uh, this year, mm-hmm. or, yeah, this year. Uh, Conley, Rudy, Bogdan, Bogdanovich, uh, Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Derek Favors, Mitchell. Mitchell doesn't make that much this year, but he'll he'll start making a ton soon. Um, like those are those are the top dudes. Like that's not. Yeah, they got a couple like they right. got a couple star players. I, I call both uh, both Rudy and Donovan stars. Don't think they're superstars, but I think they're star players. They're stars, totally. Um, mm-hmm. But then it's like, who's your next guy? Conley, Bogdan, and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, if you don't have a like superstar, I'm gonna win this playoff game or this playoff series and take over against the LeBron James and the Giannis's and the Kawhis and the right. I mean, I guess the Jamal Murray's for him because they lost to and Mitchell had a hell of a series too. Right, they, they did lose to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that's the thing is I I think Jokic, Jokic against Gobert is just Jokic is just so good. I really I just think that Gobert is going to get outmatched in all of these playoff. Um, he beat against like AD, Jokic, even like even a guy like Nurk. Like I'm not saying like Nurk is better than Gobert. Like I definitely don't feel that way, but like. Guys like Nurk could definitely like pester him in the paint. At least just hang in there. Right, totally. Like, they could totally hang with him for a series. And that's um, why that's why it's scary to sign a guy like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's about good for this episode, though. Connor, mm-hmm. thanks thanks for coming on, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's gonna be really interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very curious about it too. And, and, and Utah's an easy team to root for too. Like, right, I don't know. I yeah. So it'll it'll be cool. It turns out, but uh, thank, thanks thanks mm-hmm. for joining us, and thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back. We're probably not going to be on tomorrow. It's Christmas Eve, so we'll mm-hmm. be back on Sunday to recap the NFL and stuff. And if you guys haven't seen Connor on here before, Connor comes on every once in a while. I'd say, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely we'll be talking NBA with Connor as the year goes on. So thanks for coming mm-hmm. on, man. Yeah, thank you.